0: Hey, it's the First Pres Monday check-in. We'll have a chat, but not spill tea. Hey, it's the First Pres Monday check-in. We got the Bible and Greg and me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of the Monday check-in. I am Damon Jensen-Heitman, one of the pastors at First Presbyterian Church, Hastings, Nebraska, joined by...
1: Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska. Happy to be with you on this post-Pentecost podcast.
0: Post-Pentecost podcast. We're now officially in ordinary time.
1: It's so ordinary.
0: Our second, we have two times in the liturgical year when we're in ordinary time. Or should Uh, we call it basic time? This is one of them, basic time. It's just basic Um, I used to call this one growing season. Well, and the liturgical color is green, so that
1: okay. would be appropriate.
0: And we hear a lot of just dis- like, we. this is when we hear a lot of the stories of the disciples and Jesus' teachings and that sort of thing. So it just, it makes like, this is, it's not Lent when we're, you know, we're doing a very specific thing in Lent. We're doing a very specific thing in Advent. Um, yeah. So it's, it's growing season. That's growing I, season. Yeah, I used to call it. So eventually that'll catch on. And then I'll get my own own little Wikipedia page. Damon Jensen-Heitman.
1: Pastor theologian Damon Jensen-Heitman has rewritten the liturgical year to include growing
0: season. He did it. He solved it, everybody. Came up with a better name than ordinary time.
1: I like it. I like it. And again, don't have to change the liturgical color because it's already green. So it, it all ties together beautifully
0: yeah it makes sense
1: yeah we'll be switching Um, out all of the vestments in the sanctuary for green for the remainder of the summer um Mm -hmm. unless we forget to in which the case they won't be green (laughs)
2: Um,
0: should probably take that that big cross down
1: yeah it might be time. well we just ended the season of easter so Mm -hmm. it would be appropriate to take down the large cross built out of barn timbers that decorates our sanctuary uh during the season of Lent and Easter?
0: Well, these are all things that seem imminently doable, Um, but not during the next uh, 40 minutes or so. Probably not 40 minutes. Not during the next few minutes. 20 to 40 minutes. Uh, Length of time that it takes to play, let's say, one game of Phase 10. That's how long this podcast is. Do you play Phase 10? Have you ever played Phase 10? I do. What are your thoughts on Phase 10?
1: Well, to begin with, you've never invited me to play Phase 10 with you.
0: Well, that's because I'm not like a really big fan of Phase 10.
1: <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a riff on Rummy, right? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It just, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just, it, it makes your brain work differently, not, not mm-hmm. always going for the same thing like you do in Rummy. You've got to mix it up. And I think you have, both colors and numbers, which I guess would be like the suits of numbers, right?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I think it's enjoyable. I just get frustrated sometimes that you just, there's no alternate strategy. You either yeah. get the card or you don't. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I get a little frustrated with that. In my
1: picking games, whether there's card games or board games, I like a balance of strategy and luck. If it's just luck, like for example, uh, yeah. we call it war, where you just flip okay. the card over, whoever has the highest card yeah. uh, takes mm-hmm. the pile.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: there's zero strategy involved in that game.
0: Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I get very bored with that game very quickly um and and it's interesting having a 12 year old daughter to watch as she has shifted from games that were mostly luck to games Mm -hmm. that involve significant strategy and we we played board games as a family this weekend actually Uh, we played a few rounds of scrabble um and that's the right blend of luck and strategy because it was scrabble you don't know what tiles you're going to draw for your letters Mm -hmm. but then you have to strategically be a word person to be able to Arrange the tiles, and then also you got strategy on the board because of the double and triple scores, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have another yeah. game that we got over Christmas called Trekking the World.
0: Um, okay. So this is part I, of the trekking series. There's also it, Trekking the National Parks. Indeed. There's soon to be Trekking Through Time. Yep. Uh, so.
1: Yes, and uh, anyways, it's it's the right blend, I think, of skill and strategy. However. Yeah. I can't figure the trekking game out. I have (laughs) not yet won a game with my family and we've played it probably 20 times since Christmas. And I don't, I've not won a single game and I'm usually the game guy. Like I'm, 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 and this is one that has stymied me.
0: I like, first of all, that we've become a board games podcast (laughs) <laughs> um, I think that's good I and bet I you have listen
1: to... to board games podcasts, don't you
0: <clears throat> I do yeah well not necessarily <laughs> podcasts but I have a fair number of um board game youtube uh channels you don't watch people play board games do you I don't really you might watch like a little like let's play session just to get an idea of how a game plays oh, yeah of
1: course yes
0: um but I'm not like going to like twitch channels and watching you know watching people play um board games stuff. No, i mean not yet maybe i will maybe that's the next next stage but uh yeah but just watching reviews and looking for interesting new stuff so um there you go none of this is at all um related i don't think to what's gonna happen on sunday or to what's gonna happen during the duration also the other thing I don't like Scrabble because it makes me spell things and I'm not a good speller. Any game, Bananagrams, any of that sort of stuff that's like, so let's spell stuff. No, I don't like, I no. I like words, but I like the big idea. Of, I like the idea of words. I don't like the specific details of them <laughs> that I don't care about. So... Uh, But at any rate, what is this? This is the Monday check-in, and what we do eventually is we do like a little bit of a preview for the upcoming Sunday service. So we take a look at some of the scriptures that we are going to use at First Press Hastings, talk about some of the themes, some of the ideas, and then do a little mini Bible study. And then we switch gears and we talk a little bit about the life of the church. So, And we would begin with an opening prayer, and I think maybe it's your turn, Greg?
1: All right, let's let's uh, let's do it. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for meandering conversations, and uh, we thank you that we have a chance for those conversations to lead us back to you. We thank you for this opportunity to study your word and the call that it places on our lives. We ask that you make your spirit known to us today in the reading of your word, in the listening to the song. And in the reflecting on how the song connects with Scripture and connects with our lives and connects with the world, we ask all this in the name of Your Son Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen. Now, typically at First Pres, we are a lectionary-based kind of uh, people, and, but usually not during the summer. Uh, Doing some, it's just you know, it's a, it's a season of of freedom. It's a season of, you know, doing whatever you want, you know, take a vacation, uh, all of that. So we're taking we take a little vacation from from the revised common lectionary uh, and we do some different stuff. And one of the things that we have done is a series of sermons based on songs, some secular songs, popular songs, the occasional um, religious spiritual tune gets in there as well. This upcoming Sunday we're kind of venturing into the into the summer sermon song series waters a little bit, but it's a little bit different as well the next few Sundays um, we have different musical styles that will be featured um, featured that will be used to aid our worship. On the next few Sundays, uh, this coming Sunday is a jazz Sunday, or as I often say, a Yaz Sunday, just because I think that sounds funnier. And so we'll have a, a little jazz band. Maybe we'll share more about that a little bit later on in the podcast. And we have a reading from uh, from the prophet Isaiah that we are going to use. Uh, for the Sunday comes to us from Isaiah 65 verses 17 through 25, and it reads something like this. Uh, let's see. And this uh, this would be God speaking here. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating, for I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cries of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands." They shall not labor in vain or bear children in calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent, its food, shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Um, now, uh, this is typically when I would say, Greg, what do you got? However, maybe you want to say a little bit, Greg, while I click some buttons, uh, about the song that is going to be, uh, an integral part of the service.
1: Yeah. So as Damon alluded to, uh, we're kind of sort of starting the summer sermon song series. In this case, it was a little different. Um, we have a jazz trio or jazz combo that will be leading worship with us on Sunday. And they sent me a list of their songs that they have prepared to help lead worship. And I perused through those songs and picked one that I thought would uh, lead to an interesting sermon. And so that's how we kind of landed at this one. Uh, And so the song is uh, Peace Like a River. Is that right? No, peace. There'll be peace in the valley for me. Uh, Excuse me. Rivers, valleys, uh, rivers form valleys. Um, there will be peace in the valley for me and so uh, the jazz band will be playing this as part of my sermon but I thought we would listen to a version of it uh, and then talk about the song talk about the scripture and uh, go from there so Damon can you uh, please
0: tee it up I can hit play Uh, and this is a version recorded by Mahalia Jackson
2: Oh, there will be peace in the valley for me, one day there will be peace in the valley for me. I pray oh, no sadness, no, no, no sorrow, no more trouble. There, be, there will be. There will be peace, peace and the, In oh, the peace and the So there'll be peace. Peace and love
0: Offer free samples to look cool on the out. I'm glad that he offers free samples. that's great. Uh, you are on mute, Greg because you muted yourself so as to not interrupt Mahalia Jackson and her singing.
1: I'm no longer on mute and what I was trying to say is thank you for picking that particular version of that song that was really moving and I appreciate it.
0: Well, you're welcome. I did um, just a little bit uh, of research into the song. Uh, it was uh, my understanding, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, I, said, I believe I said I did just a little bit of research <laughs> into the song. Uh, that it was written by a gentleman by the name of Thomas A. Dorsey um, in 1939, and was originally written for, for Mahalia Jackson to sing. They were both um, in Chicago at the time. Uh, And Thomas A. Dorsey, uh, both Thomas A. Dorsey and Mahalia Jackson, African-American artists, uh, composers, singers, uh, writers, and um, Thomas A. Dorsey apparently kind of invented what we know as gospel blues music, uh, which this seems to be an example of Um, and I know that Elvis also did a very very well-known rendition of this song but it seemed like a song that um it's is important for us to know the context out of which it out of which it came and out of which it was written so indeed yeah
1: and we think about what was happening um in the lives of Thomas Dorsey um when the song no. was written. what's that? Yeah,
0: oh, I was just going to say also that Mah- uh, Mahalia Jackson, again, according to Wikipedia, both of her grandparents, uh, her grandparents were born into slavery.
1: Cool. Right. And the, and the song itself uh, was uh, sung in 1939 and, and copyrighted uh, in 1939. And so we have the legacy of slavery, that the the grandparents of the singer. Um, And then we also have uh, our own legacy of of issues around civil rights. We think even after slavery was officially ended, we had sharecropping and we had other issues going on relative to um, how African-Americans were treated. And so I think it it brings a very different perspective to the song when we put it in its context. And. Uh, I think it's important to put it in its context, um, and and we we do that oftentimes when we read the Bible as well. Uh, Damon and I both were trained in seminary to attempt to read the Bible in the context in which it was written, and then also to think about how it applies to our current context today. And so, I think it's helpful to do that. Thinking about the Isaiah passage and thinking about the song "Peace in the Valley," and um, and so, yeah, Isaiah, we're, we're talking, Isaiah 65 is, is, is second Isaiah, so it's post-exilic Isaiah, right? These folks are headed home after being in exile for a long time. And the prophet Isaiah writes about what this hopeful new life will be as people are able to return home. And um, when they've been living in exile, they've been living functionally as, as slaves, And so, starting at at verse 21, um, when we read that they shall build houses and inhabit them, they shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit, and they shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree, my people shall be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. Um, And you can see why the writer of Peace in the Valley would be drawing from these same scriptural themes uh, because their ancestors and they themselves had lived through a time where they didn't enjoy the work of their hands, where the work of their hands was enjoyed by others and they themselves were enslaved or or working as sharecroppers or that sort of thing. And so um, I see some really strong parallels there that I think it's worth exploring and perhaps bringing out.
0: Yeah, it strikes me when we read a passage like this one from Isaiah. I think you're also going to read it. Uh, well, I'll probably end up reading it actually on Sunday morning. Uh, from Revelation, we I think we there's a tendency to approach those passages from a from, from a theoretical sort of a standpoint. And th- this passage from Isaiah, this is a this is a personal. Passage. This is a deeply personal passage, and this song, "There'll Be Peace in the Valley One Day," for me is the is the full is the full title. It's a deeply personal song that reflects all of this shared cultural heartache and pain and abuse and um, and all of those things. Like that, these are these are too personal works. Um, and there also there are universal truths in them, I think, right? Um, and there are very particular truths as well. And, and knowing those, and we've talked about this before in our conversations on on this in this format, right? Like knowing the particularities of it, I think helps us to understand the 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 deep theological nature of these passages, uh, perhaps even more so than we would, than we would otherwise.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate Damon. You said we, we think about this, perhaps in the theoretical and, and, and also I think sometimes there's a tendency to spiritualize it. And it's not that it doesn't have a spiritual meaning, but there's also a very practical meaning to this, right? Um, they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit they shall not build another inhabit and not plant another eat because they had lived through that experience of slavery and exile, right? Mm-hmm. This is not a yeah. spiritual, like, yes, God's peaceful kingdom does look like a place where where people are loved and respected. And also these folks have lived through a very difficult time in the same way that the uh, the writer and the singer of the song Peace in the Valley have lived through a very difficult time where very practically, they didn't have these things. Very literally, they didn't have these things. Um, and so uh, it, it's, it's not an either or, right? It's both mm-hmm. and. And so um, we live in this space where it's important for us to learn from the experience of the Israelites in exile in Isaiah, and also important to learn from our sisters and brothers in Christ uh, who lived through slavery and who lived through the civil rights movement and mm-hmm. understand, uh, their context, and then think about how that might apply to our context, um, and go from there.
0: Right? Yeah, it's interesting to me. You know, that a couple of the lyrics from the song that stick out to me. Um, oh, you know, the bear will be gentle. Oh, you know, the wolves gonna, the wolves gonna be so tame. Uh, it is interesting to me to think. You know, when Thomas. A Dorsey is writing that song. What bears is what bear is he imagining or envisioning? Like what wolf is is he imagining or envisioning? When Mahalia Jackson is singing it, what what wolves is she envisioning while she sings that song? And and to some extent, that is going to be different for anybody that that comes to this song. And and that reflects upon it within their own lives as well. Um, and the bears and the wolves that you know that that Presley was envisioning when he sang it would have been altogether different. Um, I I imagine. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. One little note on the. Uh, also, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> so i i don't know um uh presley sang this uh on an appearance in the eds on the ed sullivan show in 1957 um before an audience estimated at 54.6 million viewers which is a lot of viewers but there's only like three things on tv at the time so um and uh Presley closed the show by dedicating the song to the 250,000 refugees fleeing Hungary after the 24th and 31st uh, October 1956 double invasion of that country by the Soviet Union. Um, uh, And a request, because he also requested that immediate aid be sent to lessen their plight. The appeal in turn yielded contributions amounting to This is in 1957, six million US dollars. In today's money, uh, almost 49 and a half million dollars. But so, and that is when he sings this song on the Ed Sullivan show, those are the sorts of bears and wolves um, that he's imagining and asking people to imagine, and um, which I found to be really interesting parallel to our, to our current time as well. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, lot to unpack here. <laughs> um, certainly. And I think um, the importance of, of, of recognizing the, the very real nature of the images in the, in the song and in the Isaiah passage, not just theoretical and not just spiritual, but, but actual reality. And, um And then again, what what does that mean for us today? Who, what bears ought we be looking out for, or um, how do we seek to build this peaceable kingdom? Yeah. How can we be builders of it? How can we seek to create peace in the valley for those who are facing their bears or their lions or whatever? Um, and I think that there's uh, there's a lot to be done there. You know, it's it, it, the the story about Elvis is just fascinating. Uh, Having not grown up in the era of Elvis, the fact that he would have used his time and his influence on the Ed Sullivan show to uh, seek out help for Hungarian refugees um, and use that platform. Right. So Mm -hmm. he's he's using his his power and his platform in order to seek help for others who are not experiencing peace in the valley.
2: Right,
1: um, and and to try to help help them have some peace by collecting funds to be able to distribute to them so that they're not suffering,
0: um, and there there's a lot there. There's there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's um it's interesting to me that this this song I uh, at least it strikes me like this song still has power to it, right? And this passage from Isaiah still has power to it, and the passage from Isaiah is. Uh, quite a bit older than, uh, than this song. But I think that these things still have power to them because we still see and, um, and maybe experience as well, plenty of, of unpeaceable valleys, uh, plenty of violent valleys. Uh, We see devastation all around us. And so there's, I think I think that's kind of the universal part of this that that maybe I'm I'm recognizing um, that is entirely different than. Uh, are you familiar with the song that's uh, "I Got a Brand New Pair of Roller Skates"? Yes, that song. That song. It ain't got no more power to it. That song. Uh, it's a silly kind of weird song, <laughs> but. Um, and I think that that just, to me, yeah, highlights the the power within within these words and within these visions. I suppose.
1: Right. Yeah, and I mean the the parallels between the peace in the valley song and the Isaiah passage are are just uh, it's it's very clear, and that that is typical, of course, of this style of music. Um, of gospel music but what did you call it
0: gospel blues gospel blues um uh, it's somewhere uh, some uh, music historian apparently described gospel blues as combining the uh the hope of gospel with the sadness of blues yes um which man to me that makes makes all the sense in the world but both of these forms of music would have grown out of the i i believe the african-american experience in this country
1: Um, right and the the african american spiritual tradition which was part of uh slavery sort of paved the way for the the gospel music tradition yeah I'm, i'm i'm back on dorsey's uh page called the father of gospel music and often credited with creating it dorsey more accurately spawned a movement that popularized gospel blues throughout black churches in the united states which in turn influenced American music and parts of society at large. It's Mm the the power and and underlying that the power of scripture, right? Because scripture underlies this gospel blues. Um and then it it's put into a context that people can hear it in their own language, in their own way, and it can have this powerful influence. And and then for Elvis to take it and use it for the plight of the Hungarian refugees. I mean this this, this is really amazing, quite frankly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, and oftentimes these songs get suggested to us by someone. I, I don't know if that was the case or if this was a, a piece that was just in that jazz band's repertoire that seemed like it would work well. But That's what it was. The jazz band sent me the list of songs that they typically do
1: in church services. And I read through the list and then I went and pulled up the lyrics of four or five of them and read through them. And was drawn to this one because of its close parallel to the Isaiah passage. That's really what what did it for me. And I had not done all this research on Dorsey and on Elvis. Um, we did that this morning before we recorded <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> but uh, it turns out that there's a lot to mine here, and I think it will make. I hope, Lord willing and the Spirit moving, will will make for a very rich sermon. So,
0: yeah, I also find yeah that, that notion of, uh, holding the hope and the sorrow at the same time to be really important as well, that, uh, to not deny, not deny the pain that we experience, not to deny others, the pain that they experience and to, and to hold, but also to not, uh, Allow that to kind of consume us or overwhelm us. I suppose that that um, we hold both of these things at the same time it is um, we have a word. It's called it's bittersweet. Is the is the word that we use for that. right? But, but yeah, I find and, even just that to be a, a compelling idea, and this form of music would seem to just kind of do that naturally. Indeed. Indeed.
1: Well, it sounds like even if I'm not available to preach on this on Sunday, Damon will be able to do something with it. But uh, my hope and my plan at this point is to be there to preach about this on Sunday. <laughs> um, but let's transition into uh, into what's going on in the life of our church. It does now seem like an appropriate time to do
0: that? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yep, it certainly does. It seems <clears throat> every once in a while we kind of we kind of joke. Greg, you know, if you're not there Sunday, here's what I would do. I would say, like, here's the artists who created this piece of music. Here's their social setting and location. Here's what they created. Uh, I don't think that this needs much else. Were you saying um, that's all I should preach to, Damon? No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying sometimes like, we just kind of joke around about, you know, some, some things, some passages almost can preach themselves
1: yeah and the job of the preacher is basically just get out of the way Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yeah so and i will say prior to us doing a little bit of research and recording this podcast this morning i didn't realize this was going to be one of those songs and one of those passages Uh, but it feels that way now that we've talked about it and uh so i'll do my best to get out of the way and let the holy (laughs) spirit speak
0: I, I hope that this is the, <laughs> this is the song that they're actually going to uh, <laughs> offer on Sunday morning. Yep. I'm sure it is. Yep. So, All right. Yeah. Switching gears. Switching
1: gears. Uh, so we've already mentioned this a couple of times, but uh, speaking of like,
0: gears, are you doing are the you food do- truck? Food truck. Oh yeah. You? Are you? Are you? Yeah. The first one. I was like, I think- you know, Segway. Segway alert. Speaking Segment of alert, gears,
1: speaking of gears, uh, join us this Wednesday, June 8th in the peace center parking lot for the first ever in Hastings. I think uh food truck roundup, we're going to have four food trucks parked in the peace center parking lot in a semicircle. We're going to have tables and chairs and picnic benches. We're going to have music. We're going to have yard games and it's just a joyful time to come together and share some fellowship and fun. This is an event open to the whole community. A great opportunity to invite your friends and neighbors to just come hang out, sample one of four different food trucks, or or actually sample three or four different food trucks. I mean, just just do it all. Yeah, you're Worked gonna have options. Work the line. Yeah,
0: um, and I know this. Just never services- stop eating. Never stop standing in line. Just. You can get you and get your food at one place. You can go to the line at the next place.
1: I I am gonna struggle with this because I have I'm I'm kind of a aficionado or a follower of a couple of food trucks. And and they're all going to be there. Two my two of my favorites are going to be there. And normally mm-hmm. I would be there to support them, but if they're both there, which one do I support? And it turns out I might have to have both pizza and tacos.
0: Solution. Ready? You just bring people with you. This is what people should do. They should bring folks with them, you know, come in a little group, and then you kind of split up, right? A couple go here, a couple go there, a couple go there. You meet back together. You've got, like, your own kind of potluck thing, right? And uh, So then you get to have a little bit of everything. All the food trucks get supported. Done. Hey, Damon. Mm-hmm. Can I recruit you to be part of my group?
1: <laughs> yeah, I should be there. All right. We'll, uh, we'll divide and conquer then.
0: Yeah, see, this is the way to, this should be done.
1: Done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So that's an exciting event this Wednesday, June 8th. Uh, and then we got a lot of exciting events coming up on Sundays this month. We've already mentioned it's a jazz combo, the John Mills Jazz Combo, which is a Hastings College alum, many of whom are actually professional musicians. And they have a reunion every couple of years. And so they'll be playing a jazz concert in Chautauqua Park, a big band concert in Chautauqua Park on Saturday, June 11th at 7 p.m., which is free and open to the public. And then they're going to be here at First Presbyterian Church of Hastings on Sunday, June 12th at the 1030 service. There is just one worship service on Sunday, uh, June 12th at 1030. There's just one worship service every Sunday in June at 1030. Mm -hmm. So uh, be there or be Square, oh, rhombus, oh, square, indeed, uh, uh, yeah. And then what's what's happening the next Sunday, Damon? Because uh, you're And I
0: don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah, the following Sunday is uh, June 19th. It's going to be Bluegrass Sunday at First Pres at 10:30, and Gracie's uncle, local uh, bluegrass group, will be joining us uh, for worship to to lead the music on that sunday and uh we'll have a song picked i don't want to reveal what it is just yet uh we'll wait on that so there'll be another uh song that is an integral part of the of the worship experience um, and that's on the 19th
1: all right and then sunday june 26 we're calling folk sunday here at first christian eastings because we don't want to call it Talbot Brothers Sunday, but it will be the Talbot Brothers playing folk music uh, to help lead us in worship that Sunday. We're very excited. They, they're headlining at the Flatwater Music Festival at um, Prairie Loft on Saturday night, the 25th. And I talked them into coming over and leading worship with us on Sunday at the 26th. So uh, Nick and Tyler Talbot, the Talbot Brothers will be here to help lead worship with us on the 26th. We're very excited for that. Should be fun. Um, and that is one worship service at 10 30 AM. So, uh, and then the summer gets even more fun, but we're not going to throw it all at you at once because if we give you too much information, you won't remember any of it. So, so there we got jazz Sunday, bluegrass Sunday, folk Sunday, and then this Wednesday food truck roundup. Is that enough?
0: I think so. We should probably also mention vacation Bible school, uh, which which is coming up in June, June 27th through the 29th, I believe, uh, just in the mornings, correct? Yes, correct. That's uh, uh, Food Truck follies or something. Is the What's the uh, Food truck go go the,
1: the tagline <laughs> is on a roll with God. I can't remember. It's, it's like Food Truck. It's not Roundup. It's Food Truck. Food Truck. Yes. I
0: don't know. It could be fe- it could be Fiesta.
1: I had, oh, no, I, I had a poster sitting here in my office, but it's not here anymore. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, whatever it is, it's going to be good. And it'll be the 27th to the 29th. Uh, maybe we still need a couple of volunteers, I'm guessing.
1: Still need volunteers. Uh, call the church office, talk to Rose, email us. We will get you connected. Uh, okay. And we're still taking sign for kiddos. Um, okay. And so if I'm you've like got kids or, kids or grandkids, get them signed up.
0: Yep. And it's just on those mornings. It's
1: um, one of the hours. I, the poster is sitting right outside your
0: office, Damon. You could go check for us. But I'm in my office, Greg. I know. Okay, I'll go check. You, you handle things, and I'll go check.
1: <laughs> All right. As Damon checks on the poster, um, yeah, we're super excited for this summer. It's going to be a great summer in the life of the church. And we're going to continue to uh, have a lot of fun. I'm not good at vamping while Damon is gone. So fortunately, he's coming back. He's here. He's going to put his earbuds in. And then he's going to tell us both the name of the VBS and the times. Go, Damon.
0: Oh, I forgot to check the name. I was just checking (laughs) the time. It's 8.30 to 11.30. 8.30 to Um,
1: 11.30.
0: On those mornings. June 27th,
1: 28th, and 29th. We hope to see you there. Uh, Still looking
0: for volunteers for food truck frivolity and Bible <laughs> colon on a roll with God.
1: Yes. I know that I, the funny thing is I know the honor roll with God because I translated it into Spanish.
2: Oh,
1: uh, yeah. for, because we, we produced some posters uh, to take to our Spanish speaking friends and neighbors, uh, in local churches. So the tagline I knew, but I didn't translate the name of the actual Bible study because it wouldn't have translated well. And, um, most of the kids are functionally bilingual that are coming and their parents can see food truck and it's understandable. And so, but the tagline I translated to make it work. And so that's why I know the tagline. That's a silly, uh, detail for me to share with you. (laughs) Probably time for us to close in prayer.
0: Yeah, we can wrap it up like a, like a tasty burrito. Um, okay, let's have a prayer. Loving and gracious God, we are amazed, inspired, and struck by the powerful ways that your spirit comes to us, whether it comes to us through the scriptural witness, whether it comes to us um, through works of art, through song, through a sunrise, through a sunset, through a hand placed upon our shoulder at just the right time. I thank you, O God, that for the ways that you speak to and seek to calm the pain of the world. Grant, O oh God, that those who find themselves living in unpeaceful valleys might find a way into a peaceful valley. Grant that those who find themselves bearing the scars of hurt and of pain might find comfort and healing. In your gracious and loving name we pray. Amen. Amen. With all of those things said and done, until next time, toodaloo.